Praise God. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for the anointing in the house this morning. Really feel it. And uh, God is so good. God is with us. God is for us. And Lord, I'm just feeling your presence even so much more. Lord, I've I got a good message, Lord. I've got a good message, and, but I need your help. I need your help, Lord. And uh, these words and this message is, is powerfully, powerfully provoking, Lord. Powerfully um, challenging. But Lord, it, it's, 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 it's very stirring, Lord. Stirring to our souls. So Lord, this morning I just pray for each and every one of us that Lord, that we would receive something fresh something alive, something life-changing, life-transforming. And the saints are saying, and the saints are saying, amen. God bless you. Awesome. Well, this morning's message is strengthening yourself in the Lord. It's part three. Uh, just to let you know that when, like we preach in series, and uh, great to see some uh, new people and some old people, but uh, the regulars, thank you so much for coming this morning. Uh, Nathan really loved, uh, really, that dedication was just powerful, wasn't it? That baby dedication, just love that. And uh, who wants their baby dedicated like that next time? Yeah, come on, come on. That's powerful, man, I'm telling you. And uh, these, these, these things that we do are powerful in the spirit. When we do them religiously, no power. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the word that has power. And um, so the message is called Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. It's part three. And um, we've been talking about, well, we talked about David. And uh, we talked about 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, David. But David found strength in the Lord, his God, on his journey, on his journey to fulfill God's will. Uh, he was in the wilderness. He was being chased down by Saul and he had spears thrown at him and he was in the valley and uh, he lost his dignity. He uh, went groveling, spit all over his face to the Philistine wall and uh, gates, I should say, to try and get in and find refuge there. He really made a mess of himself, and uh, like some of us do. And of course, he still just pursued and pressed on towards what, uh, what towards God's will for his life. And so, I've been talking about that. And again, the Bible says in one Samuel thirty verse six, he strengthened himself in the Lord. And I and I've been preaching this message that went along the lines and just to help contextualize it. Luke and Candy give their apologies. They had a special meeting in Sydney. Uh, they, were, they were great while we had them, but um, they had to buzz off. And I talked about things like, you need to know how to encourage yourself. These are the days in which we're living, guys. These are the days in which we're living. Very hard to live faithed up, on fire, doing God's will, fulfilling God's uh, ministry in your life raising family, doing work, staying healthy, being prosperous, being gainfully employed, all that is being in God. You can't do anything unless you're abiding in God. Who knows that? And so we talked about that. We talked about John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So who wants supernatural strength to do life and to get through life and to navigate life? To, you know, that's what you need. You need God's strength because life is too difficult without it. People find that out way too late. But I talked about 
uh, we need to know, especially in these days, how to encourage yourself, overcome seriously bad days, stay connected to your destiny, access heaven's open door, disarm hell with thanksgiving. That's why this morning I stood there after being in the RPA hospital. I stood there this morning in the house of the Lord. I said, my God, I'm so thankful I'm here, not in the hospital somewhere. Who's with me? Did that help someone this morning? Do you know what I mean? We get so complacent and and so complacent, but we should have a, a spirit of a gratitude, you know what I mean? It's, oh, gee, it's raining. Oh, bummer. Oh, boy. You know, wish we lived in a better nation than this. And no, this is a fantastic nation. This is a great life, if you look on the good side of life. So we talked about it's time to be strong and of good courage to stand in victory and enter our hour of promotion. Some people are just standing on the edge of a promotion. And David was on a journey, and he, he could have, you know... He could have uh, went awry and tried to take a shortcut. Could have taken out Saul. Who would have taken out Saul when he had the chance, you know? When David, you know, he just had him there, man. Just go, get you. All right, let him go. And, uh, you know, and so we do. We've got to stay with the game plan. Stay with the game plan and do it God's way. And then I had this scripture come to me during the week. Colossians 1, 1, 17, he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And I was thinking about this. I'm talking about the word, how to strengthen yourself, remember. I'm talking about the word, how you strengthen yourself is in the word of God. And this scripture just was, as I'm pondering this this week, this scripture was reverberating, was resounding in my heart on my prayer walks and in my prayer time. And and I just got to drop this in straight up at the start. Colossians 1.17. Love that stuff. Thank you very much, Sam. He is before all things and in him holds all things together. My marriage is held together by the word of God. I'll tell you right now. I mean, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be all great without God and his word in my marriage. God holds my household together, holds my kids together. My kids are in the kingdom because of the word of God. Christ holds things together by the cement, by the, the anointing, by the Word of God. My life is contextualized and defined by the Word of God. Who's a bit like me this morning? Do you know what I mean? And once you back off from the Word of God, you're anyone's business. You, you, you're just going to let anyone speak into your life. You're sick, the doctor says. Yeah, I'm sick. Oh, gee whiz. You get home. Guess what? I'm sick. Some people love it. They just love to get, guess what? Hey, he said, I've got this long, I've got something. Yeah, gee whiz, man. You know, they want to get a trophy made and put it on, on the mantelpiece. And No, the doctor says he is suggesting that I might have, but the word of God says that I'm strong and I'm healed by the stripes. See, there's a way to deal with this information. Do you know what I mean? So I want to help us with that this morning. Throughout the series of Strengthening Yourself in the Lord, we're talking about tools. and The tools are about staying connected to our purpose and our destiny in God. Say purpose and destiny in God. We're talking about, of course, renewing our minds when we talk about the Word of God. Of course... um, yeah, I love that stuff about David, talking about David's journey to fulfill the destiny despite his circumstances of being uh, on the run in the wilderness. There were days in the wilderness when the only evidence of his destiny was the word that was spoken over his life by Samuel. 
and I just thought about the words that Nathan just spoke over Micah. You know, when circumstance of life affronts Micah, I, I would keep this, Nathan, these words. I would keep this for Micah, these words. Like I kept the words that were spoken over me in Bible college. Do you know what I mean? And I had about six great men of God and speak over my life and, and say, you will, you will have a rescue shop one yard from hell. This is in 1990 when I was just a family man earning a living, going to work. I'm going, rescue shop one yard from hell? What does that mean? And I had these men of God prophesy over me after a year of Bible college. And so you're going to have a, a rescue shop one yard from hell. I'm going, my God, what does that mean? And uh, lo and behold, the move of God came around in 93, 94, 95, and bang, the word of God was performed in my life, and I realized that God wanted us to start a church in Wyong. Not saying that Wyong's hell, but it nearly was. Cutler Drive in 96 was, was pretty close to hell, I'm telling you what. Cutler Drive in a primary school where Nathan was saved and now he's married and now he has a baby and now he prophesies these words that are, that are prophetically, he has, anoint, he has released an anointing to his child through the word of God, through the powerful declaration of his words. The father has released to Micah these powerful words that will be emotive and powerfully effective and shall be performed in due season. Who believes that? Let's give the Lord a hand right there. I reckon that was fantastic. Yeah. David pursued his destiny to its fulfillment without quitting and without taking shortcuts. It's clear evidence that he believed what God had said. His faith was not based on circumstance, but on what he knew God to be from his history with him. You remember how he knew God from the lion, the bear, and, and how God's presence was with him. He just knew he just knew who God was. I think I was a little bit like that. I didn't know much about theology and that, but I knew God would be with us if we launched out in ministry. I knew that much. Emmanuel, God is with us, Jules. We knew that much. And, uh, and that's why we launched out. Like Sarah, he, I love this, Hebrews eleven eleven. he judged him faithful. God, you are faithful. Who had promised? Who had promised God? And like Sarah, David said, he, the scripture says, judged him faithful who had promised. I want to say the, the next, um, next part is unlocking the potential of the promise. How do we unlock the potential of the promises of God? People are looking to this church. Apparently this church is getting a name for itself over the coast that, man, if you really want a breakthrough, if you really want a miracle, if you really want to be shifted, in God, towards God's promises, towards God's calling, this is a good place to maybe visit. And if you so choose, you can maybe hang out with us. I'm saying that sensitively because we do have a lot of visitors and we certainly don't want them to leave their own church. I just, did I say that clearly enough? And, um, but we can't help if people visit the church because our green grass looks tantalizing uh, to people that need the Word of God, that need life. Say life. I want to give you three things. And I want to start off with this. When you're born again, you inherit every promise of God for the believer. 
Peter tells us these things. In 2 Peter 1.4, Peter tells us that these great and precious promises are the things that make us partakers of the divine nature. So if you want the divine nature of God, if you want His nature, His character, if you want to be more like Christ, you need to inherit the, the promises of God. You need to inherit the Word of God. There's no other way to become like Christ other than to consume the Word of God. Am I true? Is that true? Can I just do it with hands laid on me? Boom. There you go down. Power of God. I love that stuff. But is that going to get you transformed in Christ? It's going to help, but it's not going to get you there. It's not going to get you there. There's a diet and there's a, there's, there's a program and... and, and like the Zumba class maybe, I don't know, but there will be a program and and, and if you work outside of that, well, it's not going to work. You're going to have to sway, you're going to have to find rhythm and you're going to have to do it and shake your booty in that class and do what you got to do. I don't want to shake my booty, especially I don't, but the women can do the booty. The the, the women can do that, you know, they can do that, but... um, and do it in Jesus' name. Be released to do it, I say. And I don't want to, I'm, I'm a Christian. Yeah, you're a Christian, but my God, you can shake your booty still. You can dance, you can enjoy, you can have fun. And just, and you're in the privacy of this building. Come to that Zumba class and, uh, and be blessed for it. <laughs> That's a little advertisement for Julie. <laughs> Three things. Three things to possess the promises of God. Write these things down. I hope you got your Bibles open. Um, you've got to understand three things. Okay, when it's spoken into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, can you put up the scripture, John 16, 13? I need to just travel through this very deliberately. When the word of God is spoken by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit takes what is Christ and declares it to us, telling us things to come. I need the John 16, verse 13. And you're doing it. You're right on there. I need it myself. I haven't got it. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. The truth of the matter. The truth of who you and what you should be having and living in. The doctor says one thing, but Jesus is trying to tell you something else. Who believes that? Your your bank account is telling you one thing, but Jesus is trying to tell you something else. Your father even or your mother said that you were, you know, something else but god's word says that you are something that he wants you to be so when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth he will not speak on his own he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come i love that whenever god speaks to us his prophetic anointing is released who believes that so this here this morning the prophetic anointing was released into micah Man, I wish that was done for me, although I was christened. I mean, I was christened. I'm not sure how much my father prophesied over me. I don't think that happened. I think the, I think the minister said some words, and that was great. I appreciate it. But man, what a powerful thing when you can prophesy over your children straight up like that. It, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So if you want your baby dedicated, please, we'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do it right here. Praise God. Every time the Word of God is spoken to you by an, a, another person, or through a prayer, or when you get the Word of God through a vision, or when you get the Word of God through a dream, or when you get the Word of God through Rima FM, or however, whatever, I'm not sure. The Word of God shall be deposited into you, and then the Lord will begin to perform it. Who believes that? 
The anointing does not just tell you what will be, it is creating what will be. It is if the railroad track is being laid down before you that that leads directly to the fulfillment of the word. Guess what happened with Micah this morning with the word of God? Nathan and, and, and the ministry just laid down these railroad tracks for that child. Just laid these railroad tracks. And, 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 and now the word of God is, is able now to lead that child into its destiny. Do you know what I'm saying? This is about the prophetic anointing being released into someone's life so that your life can live its best life in Jesus' name. It cannot be lived and you cannot be fulfilled in God's will for your life just by haphazard random thoughts or imaginations and Bible says vain imaginations, you know, pull down those vain imaginations. Some people get right off the beaten track living something totally opposed to what God wants them for. But we've got to go back to the Word of God. We've got to find definition in the Word of God and let God give us our purpose and our destiny. Are people with me this morning? Can I just hear something? in the, Can you give the Lord a hand just right there? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to keep you moving this morning. It is impossible for God to lie. His word is always in complete agreement with his nature, his character. Therefore, his very words release his power to accomplish what he has said. And I love this. This is what the angel declared to Mary. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Luke 1, 37. When the angel came to Mary and said, you're going to be with son, with child, Christ child. She said, if God says it, so be it. That's how she was. And she was called blessed for eternity. God said to to us that we're going to have a church. And we just said, God, if you said it, so be it. So be it. And just like Mary, we've got to be exactly like that. we just got to believe God for his word. The word there is the word... Rima, Rima, the Rima, the freshly spoken word of God. The word impossible means without ability. Impossible means without ability. I have no ability. I have no ability to do that. That's what impossible means. But what is impossible with us is possible in God. Do you know what I'm saying? I have no ability. I hate that, man. I will find a way, man. I'm telling you what. Uh, it runs in the family too because the lock on the container was and I had to go, Frank had to go and it's a container on the property and, and my brother, he's just got saved. He finds out the lock is frozen on the container. He says, I want to go. I said, no, we've tried it, man. He says, I want to go. It's in the family. Just re- go. I'm going to get, nothing is impossible to the Oldfield family, he thinks. He hasn't learned that Christ is really, you know, that, that, that scripture is fulfilled in Christ. So he goes down there and he struggles. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I have no ability. It's impossible. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love this, um, this translation. It could go like this. No freshly spoken word from God will ever come to you that does not contain its own ability to perform itself. I'll say it again. No freshly rhema word of God will ever come to you that does not contain its own ability to perform itself. It's the rhema word of God. It's the now word. 
It's that word that's spoken over to you through prophecy. You might get it through a song. You might get it during the week. You might get it through a vision. You might get it through a dream. You might get it driving along with your iPod. I love my iPod now. I love my iPhone. And and I can just, oh, man, why didn't I get onto that stuff ages ago? I'm on my front veranda this morning waiting for Julie. And I've got my earplugs in. And I've got my iPhone happening here. And I've got Planet Shakers, which I downloaded two days ago. And I'm praying on my front veranda. I'm storming up and down. Then I had to contain myself in case the neighbors were looking at me. And, you know, because, you know, when you're doing this on the front veranda, people are thinking, oh, my God, he's stressing out. No, I was praying and I was loving it and I was giving praise to God. And, uh, you know, and so I love the stuff. The second thing, the second thing, trust, a demonstration of that trust to live out that word of God. To live out what the Bible says. A practical demonstration of trusting. That's what we need. And so we need to start moving down the railroad track. We, the Word of God is like a railroad track. We, start, we need to start moving down towards that destiny and the fulfillment of God's Word. I love that. Your destiny. That's what Mary did after hearing the amazing promise that she could bear the Christ child. She responded to the angel, Luke 1.38, let it be to me according to your word. Who's ever prayed that? Let it, be, let it be to me according to your word. When God apprehended Julie and Phil to start a church, we virtually said that. Let it be to me, us, my family, according to your word. You, you, you just got to trust God and you, you got to demonstrate a trust towards it by, by saying yes to it and by living it out and by praying for the sick and by giving to God and by worshiping God. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lifestyle of faith. I believe God's in the house. I believe God's here. I believe, I, I believe it. I, I'm working towards it. I'm going into a situation. I just know that God wants me there to do it. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go to Gideon's, I'll sing some songs and play guitar and I'll do it. God, Saturday night, man, I could do some other things, but God, I'll do it. And by faith, we walk out this life saying, God, this this is my demonstration of faith. There was no way she could comprehend what the angel had said to her or see how it could possibly happen. All she needed to know was that the Lord had spoken and that she could trust him. (laughs) I mean, if you had an angel speak to you, would you trust an angel? Would you? Yeah, I mean, I would, but we got to, we got to trust the word. We got to trust the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. We got to trust this. We got to trust him. Number three, number three, the third thing that must happen for you to possess some promises the promise is that your faith is the promise. Paul gave this instruction to Timothy. 1 Timothy 1.18. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy. This is Paul saying to Timothy. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies, according to the word, according to the declaration, according to the words of God that I've spoken over you, made concerning you that by them you may wage a good warfare 
<laughs> when the Holy Spirit declares a promise into your account, he has also put a weapon in your arsenal to defend that which God has given you as a promise. Because I tell you what, the promises of God don't come easy. Do you know what I'm saying? They just don't. This tells us two things. Number one, you will often have to contend for that word against someone or someone or something will contend against you for it. When God speaks a word over your life, this scripture is saying, now just leave that scripture up there, guys. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the word of God, according to the prophecies made concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare. Dave, if I would say to you, you're a man of God, you're called, you're going to preach one day, you're going to go out into situations that I can't go into, you're going to reach the conservative Christians in the land, somehow, some way, God's going to make a way for you to be released by your ministry, by your anointing on your ministry shall have an effect. Its effect will bring many to the Spirit of God, the presence of God. If I was to say that to him, he loved that too. Going to have to charge him for that now. If I was to say that to you, guess what, son? It ain't going to be easy. You're going to have to contend for that. You're going to have to, because there's now a war and the devil's going, yeah, you reckon? You reckon, Pastor Phil, you reckon he's going to give it a shot? You reckon he can do it? Oh, oh, well, we'll just, we'll just see. Hey, guys, did you hear that? This Dave guy, that, you know, he's here on purpose. He moved from Canberra into C3 Tugra, and, and, and he's here by divine appointment. Did you hear that? We don't need another guy like that in Wyong. We don't need another guy like that in Tugra. What are we going to do about it? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hinder him. We're going to stir you know, We're going to meddle with him, maybe. Do you know what I'm saying? So with that prophecy that's already was on him, I saw it straight up when he even first came to the church. I saw the coldness. I, the, sometimes we can see people called and we can see them. It's like recruitment time. It's like a soccer coach when he sees little Johnny. He's only five or six, but he sees the potential in him. And then he walks up to the parents and says... I need parents. I'm, you guys are not parents. <laughs> Help me. I just saw your boy just playing out there, playing on the, you know, in the wings there, man. He's, you know, he's got potential. Uh, you know, he, he could really play big leagues. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you let me coach him, if you let me do something with him, if you let the league and let the code train him up, we could really see him do a, a bunch of stuff for this sport called soccer or football. Um, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Football, yeah, yeah. Rugby. Okay, he's a rugby guy. Rugby, they play rugby in heaven, he's telling me. But you know what? Then's going to come the contention for him to stay and do that or just do something else. When the Holy Spirit declares a promise into your account, he's also put a weapon into your arsenal. Uh, did I say number two? If you contend for the promises by using the promise, you will be victorious. We can see this in the life of Christ at his baptism, the Father. I'm not going to be too long. It's okay. We can see this. I'm nearly done. I'm going to have to do only half this message, Jules. Yeah, yeah, it's time. We can see this in the life of Christ at his baptism. The Father made a declaration over him. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Then Jesus was led into the desert to be tempted by the devil who said, If you are the Son of God, this is the devil saying to Jesus. Imagine saying that to Jesus. If you are the Son of God. I look like I'm trying to be. 
I'm trying to be. If you are the son of God, the enemy was directly challenging, challenging the word of God that was spoken by Father God. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus is quickly taken into the wilderness and the devil comes back at him. If you are the son of God... Jesus replied with, Jesus replied with, what would you reply if the devil was cussing you out? What would, what would you, uh, uh, I'm sure he said it. Uh, 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 yeah, I went to C3 and he prophesied over me and, uh, 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 no, 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 no. Jesus responded. Jesus responded. He replied with scripture. He replied with the word of God. Man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Matthew 4.4. Can you put that, put that up? He stood on the promises of the Father on the basis of the fact that God was with the one who had made the promise and God's words are the source of life. He refused to engage in pointlessness of trying to determine his life outside of the Word of God. He wasn't going to argue with the devil. He wasn't going to get emotional and, and argue. He just stood and it says, according to God's Word, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth, present tense, the word that proceedeth, the rhema word that proceedeth, the now word of God that proceedeth, that's still living and active and breathing over this church, over your life, over our children. The word of God that's still active and alive and breathing and emoting, pregnant with the promises of God. The word of God that is living and active and powerfully evoking. And Jesus takes it. I've got to nail this the last little point and that'll do me. Jesus says in Mark 7.13, he's, he's rebuking the Pharisees now. Mark 7.13, making the word of God of no effect. Jesus is taking it to the Pharisees now, the religious leaders, and saying, you guys, you religious dudes, with your pomp and ceremony, your big gowns, and your wafting on with Elizabethan language, and you guys make the word of God powerless. Making the word of God. God of no effect through your tradition which you have handed down in other words the Pharisees insisted on defining themselves and their world according to human interpretation and practice rather than the word of God did you get that they were defining their lives by tradition do this do that walk this way do this do that do that do this do that walk this way do this do that do that walk this way now you got that? Now come on, if you want to be a Pharisee, if you want to be a real man of God, do all that. Jump through that, over that, no, down there. No, 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 no. Father, we want to be defined by the Word of God. We want to de be defined by not what people say, but we want to de be defined by the pregnant, the pregnant potential of the Word of God. Let's stand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Words of no, no effect mean to render powerless, giving the picture of pulling the plug on the most powerful thing in the universe, the Word of God. 
Nothing can diminish the fact that His Word comes fully equipped. But we can shut off our access to the power by choosing to define our lives outside of what God has said. Defining ourselves by the Word of God requires that we constantly train our minds to think in agreement with that Word. This means we have to remind ourselves of His promises often. We need to learn to meditate on His words. Like Mary, we must treasure them up and ponder them in our hearts. Luke 2.19, last scripture. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Father, we ponder and we treasure up these things in our heart right now, Lord. The word that's been spoken over us. The word that we've received through prophecy. The words that were spoken over us by men and women of God. The words of God that we've received by divine utterance. The word of God that we've received by the anointing of God. That it says that our bodies shall be healed. And that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. The words of God that emote that we are born for a reason, for a season, for such a time as this. Who's with me on this? The words of God that we're not an accident. That we're created in the image of God. The words of God that declare that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Word of God defines our life. If you want the Word of God to define your life, if you want God to start defining your life in the Word of God, you've got to be born again. You've got to know Jesus. You've got to say yes to Him. So if you're standing in the house this morning, I would just love to be able to pray for you. And we're going to say a prayer of salvation. If that's you, that's your friend next to you, behind you, in front of you, let them... Give them the heads up what's happening right now that I'm coming to a place of prayer. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that he was raised from the, from the grave after three days, if you believe Jesus lives and intercedes for you, that he's in heaven at the right hand of God, if you believe Jesus is the source of life, if you believe Jesus made a way for you through the cross, if you believe Jesus is good, loving, if you believe that and you want to begin your journey with Him, in Him, if you want that this morning, I would love to pray for you. I would love to pray for you. If that's you from the front to the back, to this side, to this side, if that's you, I'd just love you to slip your hand up right now. This is the last thing that we do. This is the lie. We do it every service. We give an opportunity for people to be saved, to become Christians, not to become religious, not to join a church, but just to say yes to Jesus, to live in the kingdom of his love. If that's you, we'd love to see your hand. Just slip your hand up right now from the front to the back. Just whisper to your friend right now. Just, just give him an opportunity. Word of God, Lord. Word of God. If that's you, just slip your hand up quickly, quickly. Now let me pray this prayer, guys. Father, forgive me. Just say this prayer after me. Father, forgive me if I've listened to other voices. If I've let the enemy shut me down by accusation and criticism. Lord, forgive me if I've allowed worldly worldly teachings and worldly instruction worldly influence to define my life forgive me Lord because Lord you said that like it says in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 
It says that I should study the word and meditate on the word and that so that I would become successful. Lord, help me. Help me to digest the word, to meditate on the word. Help me, dear God, right now, I pray. Just lift up your hands if you could. Father, right now I declare to you, just like you said to Joshua, just like you said to Joshua, I want to say over these people here in this house right now, do not let this book of the law, do not let this word of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous. Then I declare prosperity and I declare successfulness over these people. C3 Church, I declare that you shall be prosperous, that you shall be successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not, do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. The Lord.